0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to Squad 224, the Comic Collectors Guild Star Wars podcast. I'm Mark, your host, Mexican Reviews, and joining me today is the VP, LT, at House of Geekery.
1: What's up, guys? How you doing?
0: We got the bearded brother, Ian, bearded comic guy. What's up? We got the cosplayer, Jake. Superman Hello, 14 J F. <laughs> what's up, guys? Lee Lawson. What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? And we got Brandon Hey, what's up? The the Youngling Comics Kid. Hey, uh,
2: uh Padawan. Uh, gonna go with
0: the youngling. I think that flows a little bit better. How's it going, guys?
3: What's up, man? You
0: we're just called better. me a youngling,
2: so not that great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, in the grand well, scheme yeah, of all this. We're, we're only on episode one, so you're you're fine right now. <laughs> yeah. You're good. So
2: what, by episode nine, you guys are all going to be senior citizens.
3: Yeah. yeah wow. well, we
4: prefer Force Ghosts, but yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so it was a big week for Star Wars. We had a bunch of uh, anniversaries with, um, for uh, not the Force weekends, I'm sorry uh episode one episode five and uh revenge of the sith episode three um it's a pretty big week i'm excited i watched a couple of them i know i watched prior the other day so that was cool but uh we're gonna get it kicked off here uh we're gonna start off with some collectibles i was elected to go to, to go first and with this big guy right behind me here the uh lego ultimate collector series millennium falcon it is huge you can't really tell but it's back there and it took me about uh a month to put together there's uh 7,500 pieces is um,
1: that the largest uh scale you got i mean the largest uh, piece set
0: yeah for, for wow. right now there. i'm pretty sure that's the largest lego set to be put out I know that it used to be the Taj Mahal, but then this one came out and uh, kind of beat it by a few hundred pieces. So, um, you had to
2: use the Kessel Run to get it.
0: I did. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it was a uh, it was a Father's Day present, and I got surprised with it, so it was pretty cool. That's
2: awesome. I was
0: uh, I was pleasantly surprised, and it, like I said, it took a month, but I was only doing it on my days off, so it took really about 16 days, but a whole month for me to get start to finish about 32 bags. Um. Yeah, I love that thing. That's my baby. <laughs>
4: wow.
0: That's awesome. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. terrified to touch it.
4: <laughs> I don't blame you at all.
0: Yeah, there's this other company too that uh, makes stands. So I hit them up, and uh, it's sitting on like an acrylic display that makes it sit like that. So getting it up on there was also nerve-wracking. So <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, like if I, yeah. If that thing falls apart, I'm it's going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> End it uh, off. Yeah, for real. But uh, our main topic today is going to be uh, episode one, uh, a fan, The Phantom Menace. Uh, it was, like I said, it was the anniversary earlier. And we're going to review the movie for you guys and give you our thoughts. Uh, and we're going to be doing that as we go along for the next uh, nine weeks for each movie. We'll review it and rank it for you and let us and let you guys know what we think. So, uh, yeah, let's just kick it off with initial thoughts. What do you think, LT? Um,
1: Well, I was, I think, I believe, 11 when Return of the Jedi came out, and it was 83. So, to wait, what, 17 years after that to get another Star Wars movie, uh, I was very, very happy. I mean yes it uh, there is some mixed reviews to this movie, but just to have a Star Wars movie an official uh, prequel in fact, seventeen years later as a fan that that it felt really good and, uh, you know yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I, I it's
0: can't even imagine that, that way
1: oh yeah yeah no, it is exactly i mean that coupled in with a whole slew of action figure releases, yeah. That yeah, was I remember, <laughs> I remember
0: seeing the like the news broadcasts cuz we didn't really have the internet back then but the news broadcast talking about people lining up and seeing Toys R Us just jam packed with like two aisles of uh, Star Wars figures and yeah, yeah, and, and,
1: and merchandise incidentally 99 when it came out was the year my daughter was born and I was like yeah you're going to be a you're going to be a Star Wars geek You know, it's been decided. It is your your
2: destiny. It is your destiny.
1: And you know, I'm proud to say she is a fan still. That's did you check her midichlorian count when she was born? (laughs) Way higher than mine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh just a little fun fact. I was eleven when this movie came out. Oh really? (laughs) Wow. I was ten.
2: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Do I even have to tell my age?
0: Man. Wow. Yeah, what do you what do you think, uh, Ian?
3: Yeah, I mean, I was ten as well when this movie came out, and this was pretty much the jumpstart of you know Star Wars fandom for me, you know. And I remember watching it before that, and my stepdad tried to really hype me up to go see him, and the Phantom Menace was really what got me into it, you know. Darth Maul still to this day is my favorite character in you know Star Wars. And I saw it when you when you got on and. You got me jealous, um, you know, and that was so cool. And to kind of get to, you know, take it all in and see how big this universe really is. And, you know, with Qui-Gon and Anakin and everything is so cool, you know, and still one of my favorite films in the series to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember uh, the pre-promotion for the movie before it came out with all the Darth Maul merchandise that had me super hyped too. Like I remember – uh, asking if I could keep a uh, Pizza Hut pizza box because it had Darth Maul plastered on the front of it. Mm. So,
3: oh, and, and Jar Jar, I love Jar Jar.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. you gotta you gotta love the Jar Jar.
2: But,
3: uh,
4: Jake, what do you think? Uh, likewise, Ian. So I was ten when I saw it, and I had seen the original uh, trilogy uh, through my dad, you know, on video cassettes. But this was my first time, you know, really getting to experience what Star Wars really is like in a the theater. Uh, and I even remember as a kid, like, being like, like there are so many people here, like seeing these movies and thinking like people are dressed up and hearing the music and people like cheering in the theater. Uh, and I remember that uh, it is cool to go back and kind of have the two different experiences of seeing it when I was a kid uh, and thinking like Jar Jar was funny and seeing Anakin who, you know, my dad's like, that's going to be Darth Vader. And I'm like, well, shoot, he's like almost my age right now. And I thought, that, you know, it's kind of cool to relate uh, and then, you know, now as an adult, uh, you know, looking, I mean, like you said, Darth Maul, uh, so cool. Uh, and we get, you know, duel of the fates, uh, to me is Man. one of my favorite scenes. If not, you know, maybe even it is my favorite scene in, in all of star Wars, uh, not to mention maybe the best music we've gotten, uh, in star I love, I just love that theme, um, to me it is a great it's a great Kickstarter, especially you know for people our age you know it's really what started our fandom for for star wars so it's it's an important movie, and the nostalgia factor of it always kicks in when I watch it
0: no one hundred percent yeah and it's you know i had the the fortune of having a nerdy mother who got me into Star Wars before this took me to the yeah. special editions and then i like I was saying, I can't imagine the weight that l t and I oh, no. had to go through. Cause like, you know, we're coming up and like, okay, we're, well, the special editions are done, you know, episode one's coming out next month. So.
4: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure yeah. like when they announced that episode one was coming out, that's when my dad was like, Hey, like you need to watch the original trilogy. So I'm pretty sure like somewhere <laughs> in that time, that's like how I was introduced to Star Wars in general. So yeah. yeah Absolutely. Ali, uh, what do you got?
5: Yeah, man. For me, it was, you know, like uh, LT said, I guess it had been 16, 17 years since uh, between Return of the Jedi and that and so you know I went back and rewatched it actually this week Um, and it took me back to where it was I remember like you guys mentioned already the media bliss behind this was huge I mean it was all over the place unlike unlike anything that had really been seen before you know what I mean people were just lined up uh, people being interviewed people were days weeks waiting in line you know what i mean for the movie it was just really a crazy crazy time um and so and then for us to be able to see this movie to see within the first 10 minutes to see jedi in action the way you know (laughs) the The way they were were supposed to be yes the way they were supposed to have been the way Lucas imagined. Um, really, all of this whole movie, to be able to see what Lucas's vision was, was really something to take in. You know what I mean? To be able to do that, especially with the Jedi. Because before that, all we had was Luke, uh, you know, invaders fights. Um, in, in Empire and Return of the Jedi, and I still say Empire had the best fight of uh, uh lightsaber fight between those two, you know, even over Return of the Jedi, um, yeah. definitely over Obi Wan and, and Vader and Star in A New Hope. But yeah. uh, <laughs> so I to agree. see yeah. these Jedi in action and all of that was really awesome. Um, yeah, it was just great, man. So uh, that's you know, that's those are my initial thoughts after being all those years. And just it was yeah. a fun movie. You know, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I definitely agree. Seeing, seeing uh. Jedi and Sith at the at the height of their ability the way they're you know meant to move and fight and use their powers it was a spectacle and it was pretty awesome
2: yeah <laughs> Brandon what do you got uh I, I kind of have it from a different point of view because I, I, I view. first watched this when I was six I watched the original chili I with my uncle and I watched this um but the reason every time I rewatch Phantom Menace it's the boring parts like when you're talking about Valorum and you're talking about the senate to me it's one of the most interesting parts because it's very overlooked it is the most overlooked thing in the movie okay when we when we talk about what didn't work with the movie i'm sure someone's going to bring this up is the whole senate but this is how palpatine set his plan into motion okay so having watched the original trilogy going back to this really get to see that how smart and how true of a villain Palpatine is, okay, because he's like, undermining everyone, and that was just so cool about the Phantom Menace itself was watching the deceitfulness of the Sith, you know, and uh, when I first watched it, I was probably like everybody else. I was so amazed with the Jedi and just their whole kind of, like, religion, their whole, like, goal set, watching, like, lasers going everywhere. I was, like, what, six years old, seven years old. It was The best thing ever to watch you know
0: yeah and
2: as as you get older and you learn more i would always pick up on little things and and even when you go back and watch the phantom menace i would actually argue that it has the most easter eggs in any other movie in the star wars universe which at the time that set up so much stuff and it's just remarkable how it all starts with the phantom menace and it's so overlooked
0: yeah, I you know I agree. You know, what you're saying with the Senate and everything, like yeah, one hundred percent. Seeing how he set everything up, and then um, yeah, this is this is one of my favorites. Uh, it's it's low on my list just because there's so many other great movies in the in the timeline. But um, you know, it, we grew up on it. I love pod racing. <laughs> and we grew up on it. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, (laughs) it's uh, those the lightsabers are iconic, and like you were saying, you know, seeing him put things into place and then seeing already seeing Anakin's dark side is, it's something, it's it's crazy. So.
2: And I developed my first crush in the movie Natalie Portman. I'm
4: I'm with you. Yeah. Uh
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, just, I, I, I wanted to say, it. I and we know. get
4: Garrett Knightley. It's like a double deuce of like double, introduction. Both of them,
2: right?
1: <laughs> but there were like ten, so yeah, I know. No. But so were we. <laughs> yeah, so were
0: we. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, i You know, maybe uh, Jake and Ian might be able to back me up,
4: but uh, Kimberly, the the Pink Ranger, that was. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, definitely Kimberly, then Julie the Cat Gaffney, and then. Uh, in Padme those are like my oh, yeah. the first three <laughs> yeah definitely all right so uh you know getting into some of our
0: bigger topics you know what was the movie's biggest strength and what were some of the standout characters for you guys um I, we have a lot of memorable characters coming back at younger ages obviously because it's prequel. Cool. and then you know this movie gets a lot of hate but we want to i want to you know focus on the positive first so what do you got lt
1: Oh, uh, well, right off the bat, the strength was it was a brand new damn Star Wars movie. So that right there, the hype is going in. Um, The strength you, you get to see of the backstory, everyone. I mean, it's, you, the, you guys, you, you're you saying that this was like your starting point, your, your uh, you know, how it all began. But I mean, us older kids already grew up knowing you know, Darth Vader, we knew all this stuff, but it, we just, we wanted to see the uh, the origin of, of Darth Vader, the best loved character of the original trilogy, I believe. Um, the, the other strengths we get, we get to see, like you guys mentioned earlier, you know, actual fights, I mean, actual battles between Sith and Jedi, you know, something that we hadn't really seen. We They had, you know, there was fights, but not like the mall, uh,
5: Hinted yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: The, excuse yeah, me. The mall yeah. and uh, uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon for uh, that, the Duel of Fates. I mean, the way they were just, uh, it was awesome. Anyway, uh, the main strings I think, would just would probably be, uh, God bless. There's so, actually, there's so many now I'm really thinking about it a <laughs> mere fact that we get to see a jedi and a padawan work side by side yeah something we did yeah. not see in the original trilogy at all yeah i mean you and can't then, really consider luke a padawan to yoda because it was that was just that was a yeah, it.
0: yeah. It was a jedi in training um yeah. you know I, I i completely agree with that and then See, I think it was really cool setting this up before the Clone Wars because you got to see Jedi actually being peacekeepers and not
1: generals.
2: Yeah. Right. right. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, other than that, kudos to uh, Darth Maul for, you know, making us love a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, like I said, that. that Really I did see that uh last week again on, on T V and um I forgot how real good it was, everyone. There's a lot of hate like you said, but I mean if you really think about it, you know, it really started a fire and a lot of people a lot of Star Wars fans, you know, and I really appreciate that that it it started like that. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um Ian, what do you got?
3: Um, So I guess some of the strengths that the movie had is, I mean, pretty much we're LT, you know, just bringing the the everything back to you know being on screen on the big screen and you know, kind of just jumpstarting it back. You know, we get to see Anakin and kind of where Qui Gon found him and you know the fortunate of him not having money to be able to get him into pod racing and see how, you know, uh, four strong he is and whatnot. Um, but the, the point that you guys had was seeing the Jedis, how they were, you know, before all the chaos started, you know, the peacekeeper seeing, you know, the, I guess, Obi-Wan's doubts and Qui-Gon with Anakin, you know, that was refreshing, you know, because it was, Anakin was an annoying little brat. You didn't know anything, you know, and then the council had their doubts on him and, you know, Qui-Gon kind of just had blinders up and, you know, was kind of forcing it, you know, and you got to see Obi-Wan have the doubts and it kind of just fed throughout the series, you know, but Obi-Wan wanted to make everyone wrong about Anakin, you know? So it was, it was cool to see that part, you know, like I already said, Darth Maul, I mean, that that fight I mean just like Jake said' it's, I mean it's the best in in the movie I mean and, and I mean in that trilogy at least it was such an awesome fight and to see him wield that double-sided for the first time is such an awesome moment um, you know and uh, jar jar he may have all the hate for this movie, but as a kid, seeing jar jar he was hilarious now i understand why everyone hates him (laughs) but i still have appreciation for him you know and he made the movie just a little bit more entertaining for a kid you know my son loves him now so i can it's still that inner child with jar jar for me so
0: absolutely and you know i was thinking about it too and there was a couple parts where he did like Kind of save the day, but then you know all the other stuff you can't really. Get yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just wait
2: for the Clone Wars. Yeah, the yeah, first. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, Jake, what are your uh, what are your strengths and standout characters?
4: Yeah, so I think you know the obvious, you know, two are, are Duel of the Fates, which you know, like we mentioned before, is you know my favorite lightsaber battle and seeing uh, Jedi and Sith in their prime. It wasn't you know my Gripe right, of, like, you know, you mentioned the Obi Wan Vader fight where it looks like they're moving in slow motion. We're seeing flips, we're seeing, you know, just like hard hacks with the, with the lightsaber, we're seeing cartwheels strength,
2: falling. wheels,
4: and uh, into that, you know, I think on a live action scale, Darth Maul might be the one character who is brought more curiosity about like who he is, like who's his backstory, where's he from, like, especially before like Clone Wars came out um you know you're just dying to see more about darth maul because you get this glimpse of this awesome sith and then you know he dies spoiler alert. uh obviously another one is the pod <laughs> racing scene i think that you know the pod racing was fantastic i know mark you you're a big pod racing guy so uh <laughs> you know look. that that was just such a cool um, <laughs> you know, scene but uh for me two characters that really stole the show for me on top of like darth maul was seeing qui-gon uh, who's got a little bit of a different take to how the Jedi should work. You know, he doesn't just listen to everything they say. He has his own, you know, point of view on how things should be and, you know, how sh- Anakin should be raised. And I think the little Easter eggs, to Brandon's point, that are thrown in, like, the Jedi are like, yeah, there's something about this guy. Like, maybe there's a little darkness in him. And it's just like, little Easter eggs. even though he's an innocent little kid at the time, you're like, that dude's gonna be Vader. Like, and, yeah. and now look at it, you're like, that's pretty genius. But the other one is actually... Um, Palpatine uh, to your point is you know the senate stuff you know might seem boring for some but the duality of seeing him be like literally the smiley friendly guy you know when the good guys are around and then put up like you get the emperor voice and you're like dude is the same guy you know playing both yeah, ends of the string that's the deception um, of it all. it's such a yeah. yeah I think they actually portrayed that duality of him and just how good he was at masterminding this whole thing uh, so looking back at it now, knowing what was to come, I think that that was a standout performance. And, you know, I think we'll get to it. But obviously the, the new Dave Filoni comments when he broke down like of the fates and all that, it really added a new element for me. So I looked at it through a different lens uh, and, you know, I appreciated the movie that much more for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, bygone and his views on of the Jedi that comes from his master, who was Dooku. Yeah. And how, you know, Dooku also taught him all these prophecies, which he believed that Anakin was the right. one. Yeah. And that's why he was going to train him. And like Filoni was saying, if if Pygon would have trained him, I, I believe that there would have been peace in the galaxy.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Me too.
0: And with uh, Palpatine dropping all the... He manipulated... Padme, so incredibly, it's you know watching it, understanding actually what's going on, how he's moving the chess pieces so he can get into power. Because, yes, Valorum, you know, didn't have a backbone, but the way he set it up for Padme to take him out was a masterstroke. So yeah,
5: Yeah. put her up Uh, to it. Yeah, Lee, what do you got? No, I mean, I, I'm actually just going to really repeat almost everything you guys <laughs> already said. I mean, you know, Brandon, you brought up in the beginning. Uh, as I said, I rewatched it earlier. Um, I did have a better appreciation of seeing how all this, what Lucas actually had to do, right? He had to put everything. This movie had, had a lot of weight on its shoulders. Um, it had to set up this whole story that he'd already told and really kind of make everything make sense and to fall into place, you know, as you guys all said. Um, and and Darth Maul for such a character who is really on the screen for such a minimal amount of time and the impact that, that he makes, you know what I mean? And then the very disappointment that really everybody I think had um, when he died, and which is saying something for a character that had a minimal amount of time, or yeah, you know what I mean, but at the time when you're seeing <laughs> yeah. the movie, yeah, yeah, you know, at the time when you're seeing the movie, that's what you think. Um, but for a character who has such a minimal, minimal amount of time, and then a, who's a bad guy at that, and then he dies, and you're all, like, disappointed, uh, that says a lot, you oh, yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he, you know,
0: you got three movies worth of the Sith Lord, and you're like, okay, yeah. here's, a, here's our new Sith Lord, and he goes out,
5: it, taken out by it, a panda one. Exactly, but then just how what a beast he was! I mean, when he's sitting there, you know, when they're him and Qui Gon are are having the they're they're battling and everybody's being separated from the beams that are coming up, and then Qui Gon of course goes to meditate and he's just stalking him, like a tiger after his prey. You know what I mean, like a tiger after his prey. He is just (laughs) just cannot wait to get at him, and then he gets at him, and then after that, as soon as he takes Qui Gon out he is just boom, focused right on Obi-Wan. He's like next. I mean, just like, he pays no attention. He, he, has, he, he gets him down and then he's just laser focused right on Obi-Wan, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're next, you're going down. So I mean, know, that was just really cool things about yeah. that. Go this ahead. Is
0: the machine, this is the machine that Palpatine trained him to be like, we will destroy yeah. the Jedi and this is your mission.
5: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. he was just, it was awesome. And then you go, of course, you guys brought up Qui Gon. Um, I think for also another character who was set up, you know, it was one of these things that Lucas gave us these great characters in the beginning of this film that you think will go on and be mainstays of a trilogy, you know, and then he, hey, and Game you know, of both Thrones. Both it. of these guys, yeah, right? Um, but I think for Qui Gon, though, for that one movie, he got more of a character arc than I think a lot of Lucas's other characters do in three trilogies, or, you know, in, in three in three trilogies. I would say much more of a character arc than some of these other main characters in the newer trilogy got, uh, you know, um, just in this one movie alone. Um, so that was awesome. And as you guys said, he went against the grain, you know, uh, went against the grain of everyone. He could have been on the council because he was kind of like that that rogue. Um, Smart dude. Yeah, you know the uh the, the the reasons why he
0: wasn't on the council i i love wholeheartedly if you guys haven't read master and apprentice i highly recommend it it gives you even more qui-gon story and it's it's incredible and i don't want to ruin it or anything because if you guys want to check it out but the reasons why he's not on the council is one of my favorite things about him
2: i'll check it out yeah, cool. are we sure to yeah. order it in Qui-Gon that two, in now
4: and Qui-Gon 2 is, uh, you know, the, he was the if, I remember, if I remember right, he's the first one that figured out how to become a Force ghost.
2: I
0: mean, he, he became one with the Force and was able to contact Yoda through right. the Force. And then right. later on, he, the reason why we don't see him is because he wasn't, you know, he didn't learn yes. how to do that until way later on. He's able, right. he's
2: able to be like in a physical form in areas that are stronger with the force, like, uh, oh, where was that one episode in the Clone Wars where Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka were, Mortis, yeah. Yeah. Mortis. he Because it's it's so strong with the force, but he never got as far in his training to complete it due to Maul. Um,
0: yeah. but, um, Brandon, what do you got?
2: I'm going to segue into, into my strengths and we, or my characters that sit out. I'm going to say someone a little bit different. I'm going to say Nuke Gunray because right off the bat, he is, he's, like the third character we meet, okay, and he's this guy that is petrified of Sidious like that whole quote, that whole scene of like, oh, now there are two of them, and then the, uh, the other guy wasn't Lot Dodd, but it was uh, the other guy with him,
0: yeah,
2: he was um, they're both so terrified of Sidious, you know, so which then we we end up knowing, okay, this is Palpatine, but like you guys said, it's like a mirror, he's like some nice guy. But then you have people that are working for him that are just terrified. And I think that was a very good contrast to set up early on, you know? And uh yes, Nuke Gunray is a coward in the Clone Wars. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. But in the Phantom Menace, he served a he he served a role because he's powerful in his in it in and of itself. He's a powerful guy. is he's, he's able to hold a blockade on a he's able to keep it there. But he's so he's so terrified of his boss, who is like on the other side, is the nicest guy, you know? And then of course the the other guy that I really loved is Anakin Skywalker, which everyone does. Um, Like I said in the previous episode for why I love Anakin, because we're kind of like the same people. A lot of people look at at both of us and automatically assume the worst, you know, Um, like automatically with doubt. So the fact that Anakin is always able to hold his head above and prove people wrong. um, I also feel like, his first impression, when you watch his first impression with the council, it's not really like he did anything wrong. He answered all the questions, he was 100% honest, but they still turn him away. Yeah. You know? Because
0: they, they, can, they can feel his.
2: Right. But uh, instead of his loss. Now, yeah, here's, here's what I'm loss, thinking. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking is what if they, they didn't tell him? You know, like there's some things that you want to tell people that's okay to tell people but there's some other things that are like for the right time. Like Ben Kenobi didn't tell Luke that Vader was his father because it wasn't exactly his place. And he didn't. And Luke found it out when the time was right for him to find out his family heritage. What if the same thing was for Anakin Skywalker? Like what if they didn't tell him that would he be the Vader that he turned into, you know, or did that meeting, did that one council meeting set up, 'Cause that was all, that was his first impression of the Jedi too. So he's uh-huh. like, okay, if they're gonna doubt me, these all powerful people are gonna doubt me.
0: Right. You know? Yeah, I feel that. I think that, I think the more I think his his turn was more due to his inability to let go, though. Know, his right. fear of loss. Yeah.
2: But that can be taught.
0: No, that's what he was taught. You know, he's got such a strong connection to his mother because she's his she was his support system she was the one and then like with what uh Dave Filoni was saying Qui-Gon then became that person and then once he got snuffed out Obi-Wan had to take up training him on a promise he wasn't really wanted it's like I have promised that you will be a Jedi and I'm going to train you he's not saying I want to train you or you know anything like that he's kind of feeling like well now I'm out here in the galaxy and I'm just kind of being passed around
2: yeah right. right 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 Right.
0: but you know my i man i i love this movie i really do like it watching it earlier this week and really i mean you know i've been watching them for you know what has it been like 20 21 years 20 years 21 years yep <laughs> um been watching it for 21 years but then like just recently, just like, I love this. I love it. It's got so much, you know, lore already packed into it. Um, the pod race scene is incredible to me just because, you know, I'm a racing fan. I like to go fast. Flash is my second favorite DC character, but also the fact that there is no, there's no music at all toward, until the end of that scene. It's just pod race noises and you know, the machinery making noises and all that. It's such an incredible scene. Um, and then something, too, that I wanted to point out that kind of stood out to me this last time watching it was the fact that the entire duel of the fates, uh, Darth Maul is trying to separate Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan the entire time. He, like, he'll kick him off, he'll kick Obi-Wan off or, you know, separate everybody where he's, like, throwing things at the door so they can get out of that you know, area into a bigger area, jump to different platforms. And then he, he backs them up into that, those uh, gates, those energy gates and separates everybody. So he can systematically take them out. So I thought that was incredible. You know, it really goes to show, you know, his thinking as a fighter and as a tactician. Um, and then one that I want to say that wasn't said was Padme. Padme and how incredible yeah. of a leader. She she did get manipulated, but she didn't know that. She's just trying to save her people, and I think that sets up sets up her entire character for the entire time we get to see her in the Clone Wars and Episode 2, Episode 3, that her main focus is her people. And I think that all stems from this one event having to you know, take down the trade federation and take back her planet. And uh, you know, I, I, she stood out to me as an incredible leader and we get to see a lot more of that over the next few years. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so what are some of the flaws that you think we've been, you know, we got the positive, let's get out some of the negative. Um, there are always, areas to improve upon, and uh, what do you think that some of those areas might have been, LT?
1: Well, I am going to be one of those guys and uh, say Jar Jar was not not my favorite. (laughs) I see your smirk. You're (laughs) Jar Jar Lovin' smirk. (laughs) Uh, Not to say that he ruined the whole show I mean, and not the show, the movie. It's just coming from original Star Wars, where the the uh, lighthearted comedy came from droids. You know, you came from uh, R two and C three PO, rather, or Han even Chewie's, yeah, Chewie's banter with Han Solo, but not on a comic scale that me- looks like it was meant for kids.
5: Exactly, you know. Yeah. It was like an action yeah, comedy, almost like they Yeah, you they, know, they, it was yeah, yeah,
1: slapstick almost. Yeah. And like and I'm, bubbling those little those uh those what do you call it? Those energy balls or yeah, yeah, and you know tripping over his stuff and his ears flapping everywhere. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Did any of you see that uh, fan edit called the Phantom Edit, where they took out Jar Jar completely? No, that was good. <laughs> it, 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 it was a fan made edit where they took out the whole everything jar jar it was called the phantom edit and yeah. you know jar jar so, and then the whole gungan part the whole boss nass uh, eh. i think that was they could have just, yeah it's
0: definitely one of the my big things too like all the like shaking his face and yeah, yeah doing all that stupid <laughs> stuff and yeah I can't do I, it I,
2: <laughs> I can all do it stuff. I just don't want to <laughs>
1: yeah the whole Gungan war with the droids at the end I didn't I don't know I think it just could have been a lot better and uh I mean by no means am I saying it made the movie bad I was just that was that I just didn't I could have done without it or a little bit more, more serious.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, you know the, at, part. He, he, George went from doing three planes of action to now doing four planes of action with the ground battle going on with the Gungans and the droids. And then we had Padme trying to get into the throne room and then we had the duel of the fates and then we had the space battle going on too. So all this is going on at the same time. Um, I don't know. I do like the droids, but the Gungans are the Gungans.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, other than that, the, the the weaknesses there was no weaknesses with uh, Palpatine Mall. There was no me- weaknesses with the Jedi, you know, uh, Council. Maybe the way they made Yoda as a puppet in this movie rather than CG, uh, you know. How did you I
0: feel about know. that? Like, how did you feel when it originally came out? He was a puppet.
1: And he was a CG. puppet, and he looked just too damn weird. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, I agree. It's not like it was a hundred years or so between movies, or between I mean, he looked so different from Yoda we see in Empire, and yep. that yep. that's what a span of twenty five years between movies, thirty. I mean, in Star Wars time, you know, right. when Yoda's you know, like already seven hundred, eight hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know it's no, it's
0: no secret that George likes to mess with these movies, or like yeah. to mess with these movies, so when
1: hit, we got like new it.
0: additions coming out when they switched it to a CG,
1: mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that, that, that's my banter. It was all Jar Jar. <laughs>
2: <Although laughs> do like Jar Jar?
1: I don't like a Jar Jar. <laughs> Although I did have to buy him as part of my collection for the
3: series. You so. yeah. and, and you loved it. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having that pop, so... <laughs>
3: yeah, Ian, what do you got? Um, I don't have too many complaints about it. You know the the Jar Jar and all that. You know, now watching it, yeah, it's definitely a little bit more annoying. Um, the CGI and some of the movie could have been better. Um, especially when it was released, and then you know, uh, seeing the movies after that, they were way better CGI. So, and there's was only two, four years difference. So, I mean, little, then it wasn't even a lot of the movie. It was just little bits and pieces. Yoda, you know, what LT just said, and a couple other spots. Um, but um, and it's also the Anakin, which is annoying as a kid. Um, I just wish he was not a little whiny brat type of character. And, but I guess it makes him what it is now. But I really don't have too many complaints about it yeah
0: the the uh the apple definitely doesn't fall fall from far, far from from the tree yeah with Luke <laughs> later on so <laughs> right um, Jake, what do you got
4: yeah to kind of echo what uh Ian said it's more nick nitpicking than it is uh serious you know problems with the film actually the more I've watched it the the movies the less- the less amount of complaints I have um you know to your point the Gungans I could do without um Anakin, more so on the acting perform- not It's not the worst acting performance in the world. Don't get me wrong. God, you know, the kid's only what, eight, ten years old. But, you know, the acting's a little chalky. The the, the, the way the, the lines are delivered could definitely be better, I guess, you know, compared to maybe some child actors now. Um, and, you know, the whiny part. But I would have liked to see seen maybe a more of a kid, you know, coming from the big bad invader, um, you know, and how angry he is, more of a kid with, Maybe a anger problem more so than like a whiny.
2: You know, I want you to like you know?
4: him. Yeah, to some point. But I mean, you can show him as an innocent kid, but maybe yeah. like a little, you just see little moments of like maybe he's got a temper more so than he whines. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, like you know, I said, I'm, I'm nitpicking at this point. There's she two moments. Slave,
0: yeah, there's two moments in it that I think he does, like, they, they weren't delivered perfectly, but that he does show that. And yeah. it's when. Padme says something to him, and he's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a boy, my name is Anakin. He's not, He's get, he takes offense to being called a slave. Yeah. And then later on, when they ask him about his mom in the council, and he's like, What does that have to do with anything? So yeah. it's like, the, Well, and, a little that, bit and, that,
4: and that's my point. I think that um, had the lines been delivered a little better, it would yeah. have came across more like an anger, more so like, dude, like, what's that to do with anything than right. it is. Hey, like, what are you talking about, with mom? You it know came what me? I mean? Yeah, it like, you're, the like whole if you're time. If, if you're a slave to me, you're not a whiny. Like, you're a hardened. Like, you've gone through some stuff. Like, you you got, you know what I mean? Like, you're not complaining because like you've already been through the ringer, dude. Like, and it, and it's not like I said, it's not the worst in the world. I'm nitpicking here, but I'm just saying,
0: yeah. If I, if
4: you could have someone that could really deliver those lines, like with that, you know, being the intent, I, I think it would have came off a little better, and you would have got a little more. Oh, yeah, like I see Vader in that kid. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what that's we're nipping at this point. Yeah. Other than that, I I really enjoyed it. Me too. Here's
2: my like counter question to you, Jake. Um, Like, the when you're traumatized or two, it could, it really broke him, you know, because yeah. not only is it happening to him, it's happening twice as, as worse to his mom, you know, and he understands because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's intelligent. Now, because he's force sensitive, he's a, he's a he's able to feel a lot more than the normal kid, you know, so. Yeah. That's kind of why he was so attached and like so broken and not so much like anger. That anger was built up over years because it was, I wouldn't necessarily say he was angry from the get-go because once he was able to wrap his head around everything, right, he, yeah. he mainly got angry because he failed. His ang- We really saw his anger kick off when he was mauling the, ra- the Tuscan Raiders in the second episode.
4: Yeah, I mean, to your point, I mean, I don't. I think you're looking a little too deep into it. As far as I don't think he should just flat out be like this huge douchebag. What I'm talking about is, I want to see, especially if considering it's the first movie after Return of the Jedi. So you're you're seeing this kid, and you're like, that's going to be Vader. I want to see just a little. Granted, it's a long, it's year, it's decades before to build up to what he becomes. But what the personality of the kid is at that time doesn't reflect at all the man that we see him become and i would have just like it's a little moment or just like a little word just the way he would have said a word other than uh to your point like the mom instead of you know, what's that to do with my mom what's that gotta do with my mom you know what i mean like just something little like i'm nitpicking but if i had a complaint that would be it you know what i mean i feel I like, you know, just I, a little vader i
0: hear you no, I, Lee, go ahead
5: I think that's what I, I agree with. I'll just kind of go with what he was saying. I think I know exactly what he, some means not mean spiritness, but um, you know, just Darkside. something more, yeah. <laughs> the darkness is in him, he's more cherub like, you know what I mean? Yes. Very cutesy with his just oh hey, you know, and uh, I'm gonna blow up this ship by accident. Oh, is that the right thing? Oh, wrong button, you know, I don't <laughs> know <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, hold on, guys. I mean, you know what I mean? It was oh, just, shit, two! <laughs> it became, like, all the whole scene. Just with that and, and the Gungan stuff, it became, as LT said, the other stuff that comedy came was more pure, just more, just not like a situational Disney Nickelodeon uh, uh, show, you know, which is exactly what those Gungan scenes and the um, – And the Jake Lloyd stuff, you know, the actor playing him, totally was, all that stuff. You know, it was just too, almost sitcom-like, you know, and it was just, it just took me all out of it when I watched it. Even though I said rewatching it, I got a much better appreciation for it, I really do. But these still things that make me rate it where I do on this list still just stick out like a sore thumb, you know, uh, it, it just does. And I think the whole tattooing, as fantastic as the pod scene is, It it is. I mean it was a state of the art special effects wonder when he put that out there. Um I I think the whole tattoo and arc when they crash there to get the warp drive fixed and all that, I think the movie comes to a screeching halt there. I know we gotta be introduced to Anakin and all that stuff, but it really just does. Yeah, it does. If you can take that out that little whole arc out and you just had the beginning. You know, which is awesome. Like I said in the very first ten minutes, I'm seeing Jedi Knights do things I've been waiting to see for years, um, and then the stuff at the end, minus the gungans and all that. I mean, it's really pretty, pretty tight little flip, yeah. you know. But it just, it it really drags to me in the and stuff.
0: Um, yeah, like how many how many times do we gotta go and negotiate <laughs> with Watto?
5: Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and something else too. You brought up Watto for me, and i mentioned this before. <laughs> I just don't know why they have to have all like the Gungans but you know Misa take everything gonna you know he was the Jamaican dude and then the the other people, the um the trade guys vice, had yeah. the Asian accents, you know. <laughs> and then, that little racist. You know, was like this Jewish uh, uh, <laughs> you know. I'm just like, where are all these crazy <laughs>
0: you characters know, and
5: coming from in this movie?
0: Kind of, kind of future spoilers too. They kind of double down on that with the the outfit that they give him in episode two, with the hat and everything. like, oh geez, my god, yeah. It's
2: yeah.
5: like, what is going on? <laughs> how did this even happen? You know, how did everybody just fly? And everybody, you know. So anyway, um, all that being said, I do really. Like I'll say it again, I actually have a much better appreciation for the film. Um, I'm glad that this was mes- not decided, but I'm glad I rewatched it a little bit um, this week because it's been a while since I've actually seen it. So, but yeah, those other things that still still drag it down for me.
0: Yeah, um, Brandon, what are your thoughts?
2: Wattu, well, I can't stand that guy. I I can't <laughs> stand Wattu, well, and just, his voice is so annoying. And and I'm Jewish. <laughs> <so> I know, <laughs> 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 like. A ra- okay, a rabbi is not supposed to get angry. why you just? You sound like one of my rabbis. Like I'm not even kidding. <laughs> um, and I just don't like his character, man. It's like he's he's like so sure of himself, and he's like, if, if you're a gambler, you know, and you're like, you got to be able to take the heat every once in a while, you know. And it's like, I, I can't. They they just dragged his his whole scene. Much longer than other scenes that I would have liked to see more. I guess that's what I'm more pissed about in the movie. Now, granted, I love it. I love it. I love it. But when you have a 30 minute watch you scene and you have a five minute space battle where, like Lee said, he's just, our dog shit, R2, here we go. So it's so I just, and then the mall scene could have been a little bit longer, you know, or not just the one scene, but more mall.
4: Well, I'm not I couldn't not sure. even have killed
2: someone in Tatooine. He could have killed someone on Tatooine. I'm that not sure
4: whether him. this is part comes to the. Sorry to cut you off, but I think to what you just said is something that just popped in my head. I don't know if, if this would have made it better or not. And part of the greatness of Mar- Maul is because he doesn't have barely any lines. I don't know if it would have made it better to see him, like, have dialogue and, like, hear him throughout or. Oh. Plus,
2: like, that, it'd be, it'd it'd be, be curious. That's no, not even a but story. I, story I, wanna, not. I yeah, wanted to exactly. see Maul. I wanted to see more of, like, Maul on Naboo, because obviously he was there long before they got there, you know. I would have loved to see more. Okay, they, I would have loved it. I would have loved to see the first encounter of voice, of Viceroy Gunray and Darth Maul.
0: Yeah, that would have been cool.
2: Take five right. minutes of you out and place that there. That's, that's, <laughs> when, it, when I think about it that way, that's my biggest gripe.
0: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. uh, some little
2: away from the Gungan War.
0: Some <laughs> little like uh trivia kind of thing with what you were saying with Wado getting so angry is you know, he throws down that chance cube and it's weighted. And that's why he gets so mad at Qui Gon because he knows that it's not supposed to land on blue, And the fact that he used the force, but he can't say that, you know, you cheated because Wado was already cheating. <laughs> so I think that was kinda cool. Hey. And then uh you know let- you know you were mentioning how mall isn't used enough and i kind of likened it to jaws where you don't get to yeah. see the shark really until the end i, I
2: hate <laughs> yeah. jaws I- I
0: have my own. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> I first watched Jaws when I was four, how uh, young you are, kid. Yeah. All right, youngling, let's uh, move on here. Uh so one of our other questions you know, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, what kind of we can do you, know, you talk about this as a whole, we don't have to go through, you know, each individual, but what do you think this movie uh how it impacted Star Wars and the Skywar uh Skywalker saga as a whole? If
5: anybody wanted to start off there. Uh Oh, well brought, like, I think you guys are a prime example. A lot of you guys here that are talking about it. It introduced Star Wars to a whole new generation. You know what I mean? And got everybody hyped about it. And just, like I said before, that media blitz was incredible. And it gave Lucas the ability to tell the story that he'd really been wanting to. You know, the special effects that caught up to, to where he wanted to um, do. Um, the only thing that just makes you question why the technology fails so rapidly since... Uh, between New Hope and uh, the last trilogy, you
0: know. Well, um.
2: Yeah,
5: yeah, I don't know. I, me. really cool tech. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, I, I I'll speak for probably Jake and Mark, and it's where this started, you know, this brought us on the journey to where we're at now, you know, getting to see Anakin, go through all the training and get being found and you know now we're at the point of going through ray and all that you know we've kind of seen these these guys go through the good bad ugly be reborn with ray and kind of go through this lost thing so the whole and i'm not saying ray skywalker or anything but more jedi and whatever but it, it's been such a cool journey to see how these characters have come and gone and le- left their you know presence and knowledge and training and all that, you know, going through with Yoda, all this stuff. I mean, so to see how with with this movie, how it kind of all started and where it's led to, I think it speaks for itself of how incredible it is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think I think
4: another thing is um, you know, I, I think it answered a lot, of, especially when it came out, I think it answered a lot of questions about who are the, I mean, because, you know, in the original trilogy, the Jedi are wrecked. You know what I mean? They're, it's just Luke and, and Ben and, and, and Yoda Let's left. So it, you finally get to see, like, what these guys were. Like, what were they about? What was their mission? What was their life like? And to see, you know, them at their fullest. And then on the flip side, seeing kind of the little, like, dotted lines to build up of their demise and kind of seeing how that's going to transpire. Um, I thought that it actually was a lot of breadcrumbs that probably a lot of people that were introduced to the original trilogy, it was a lot of answers for them and just kind of cool for to see, like, oh, like, that's that's who trained Obi-Wan. Like, that's that guy's smart. Now we see why Obi-Wan's so powerful. And, oh, like, this is cool to see Jedi, you know, to their fullest ability and, you know, how they train, you know, younglings in, in their lifestyle. So I think it really answered a lot of questions about, the world itself, especially the Jedi and the Sith. And, you know, you learn it, you know, there, there's always two. There's a master and an apprentice. There's never more, never less. Like, there's just a lot of facts that we know now as Star Wars fans that are just kind yeah. of common knowledge, but it all stemmed, a lot of questions of that stemmed from Phantom Menace. So I think it actually stemmed, it impacted the Skywalker saga a lot because it answered questions from the past. It set up the world for the present. And now, you know, there actually are a lot of tie-ins for the future, but what we got with the the last three. So um, I I would say it might've been one of the most impactful films of, of all the films that have come out so far.
1: Well, I would think the most impactful to this whole Skywalker saga is Palpatine himself. I mean, his plan started way before, I mean, I mean, with Plagueis and uh, you know, going you know him growing up and wanting the uh, to learn all about the dark side, and then you know, hearing about uh, Vader. I mean, Vader, Anakin, you know, and just his plan was in motion long before Skywalkers existed. I think right. so. Yeah, uh, and to see him progress from you know the. Two-Face that he was, all the way to this last movie, you know, The Last Jedi, to see him, you know, himself be a clone of what he was and still be as ambitious to take over the galaxy, you know, that's spanned, you know, all nine movies. He was the, you know, basically the common denominator in every. <laughs> You know every movie. Yeah. So, right, I right, think,
2: right. I think
1: I think because of uh, uh, Palpatine's, you know, uh, meddling with everything, you know, it's what it's what stayed. It stayed with that's. I think that was a big important factor in in this the Skywalker saga.
2: Right. Like, look at the grin that he gave Anakin as soon as Anakin walked away from him for the first time. Just look at that grin. He he knew. That Anakin wasn't going to be the one.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, he said, you know, he even says that he's like, I'm going to watch your career with great interest at you know. the end.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, he knew like that. And that just speaks to great length again, just like the underlying plot in this movie. Um, but to answer the, the topic, what impact did this have on the, uh, Star Wars, the Skywalker saga in Star Wars? Um, for me, it was a bonding. For like I've said, my uncle and I. Uh, when I, when I was five, my fifth birthday party, we threw a Star Wars party. And we had like people dress up as Vader and Yoda. And it was, and it, I think I just saw the first, mo- the first Star Wars movie. So my uncle who dressed up as Yoda, he's short too, by the way, so he could play the part. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's probably watching this. He's probably going to yell at me about that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, we always had that master Padawan a relationship, so I guess Star Wars just was a bonding thing, you know, like like we've said, it's bond yeah. again. Look, look at the legacy. The Star Wars legacy is said right here between the six of us and right. everyone else watching.
1: Right, oh, yeah. absolutely, one hundred crosses the age barrier, you know.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely an incredible franchise, and I love it. <laughs> Um, so with all that being said, uh, we can get to this pretty quick. Where does this rank before we, you know, rank it as a whole, where does it fall on your Star Wars list?
1: Um, LT go. Are we talking about one through nine or every Star Wars ever made? Uh,
0: let's go through everyone.
1: Hmm.
2: <laughs> probably, I've got a, I've got what, a, like, a I, I, little I, list here.
1: So I don't want to be a hater, but it, it's my least favorite.
0: <laughs> the thing is, it's not like we're, we've all we've all praised this movie. Pretty, they're all great. amazing. Yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. great. It just kind of that's where Surprise it lands on the list. <laughs> uh, we're, we'll get into that in in some weeks, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it just that's where it falls on the list because you know there's so much, so many great movies in this franchise. So.
1: All right. No, I mean, uh, honestly, I I don't hate it. I just think all the other movies are better. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
2: so if you yeah. were to say, if you were to sit Fair down yeah. and watch a Star Wars movie, I I think it's safe to say none of us would say this one off the bat.
1: That's the best one, or
2: no? If if, if you were to pick U, yeah. any Star Wars movie to sit down and watch just to chill,
1: oh, uh, I don't Empire. think this would
2: be the one that any of us In, would choose.
1: Mine would just be Empire over and over and over <laughs>
3: and over uh ian what do you got uh i'd probably put it at you know, nine or ten yep uh jake
4: uh out of the
3: 11 it is actually number seven for me
0: it's pretty close to mine uh lee what do you got I guess it's 11 for me 11
4: yeah <laughs> That's yeah
0: man. the old guys are like get this movie out of here um <laughs> <laughs> Guys. So do, <laughs> <Other guys. laughs> um, the masters to our knights.
2: So does this mean I'm a master? Because I was gonna put it around ten two.
0: No, it doesn't. <laughs> <the dead> one. <laughs> uh mine mine is uh number eight. Number eight. So obviously it's uh episode one. This is the first uh of our series of uh podcasts on the Star Wars movies, so obviously it's number one for for now until uh, next week. If you want to watch along with us, uh, we're going to be watching episode two next week and reviewing that. Uh, I want to thank all you guys for being here. LT, do you have some words for us for some things coming out with the guild?
1: Uh, We are actually happy to announce we've started our own, uh, t-shirt, uh, sales at, uh, public let me share the screen with you all if you want to see we have an official uh, sh- shirt company that will be hosting our t-shirts and f- as our one of our first uh, let's see if we go sorry sorry for the lag we have an official squad 2224 t shirt and uh for our own for our fine cast of uh, star wars uh you know it'd be great for y'all to help us out by purchasing a shirt yeah we've I got know. many are many out there and we are actually going to be designing more squad 224 shirts hopefully with uh uh, stormtrooper helmets and what, whatnot, but just stay tuned. We will post the uh, link along with the YouTube video later.
4: Yeah, um, for sure. And, and what's cool is you can buy mugs, uh, hoodies, if you want to show um, them that too. You can actually take the same design and put them into different things. So.
1: Yes, yeah, so we've got mugs, uh, T-shirts, so even the the ever-popular COVID masks are out. <laughs> uh yeah, we're gonna have a bunch of fun designs. You you'll be helping the guild out by by your purchase. Uh, right now we've got at least four or five designs. So we're coming out with more every other day. Um, other than that, you know, uh, good. That's, uh, Yeah, that's that's basically what we're up to.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. those those shirts are amazing, LT. Thank you so much for de- designing that one, that Ripple Scum shirt for us. It looks yeah. amazing. More to come. Uh I'm gonna be picking one of those up for sure uh make sure you go follow all these guys on instagram uh their names will be down on the on the in the links and everything also make sure you like and subscribe we'd love it if you come back and check us out next week and then uh go and if you want to be a member go over to comiccollectorguild.com uh fill out an application and uh you know maybe we'll see you in the chat so thank you guys so much for joining me it's been a pleasure you said, Mark with the force about, with, you guys. Like with you guys and may the <laughs> force be with you
2: may the force be with you
0: Father.